Welcome to the Hawk to Hawk podcast. I'm your host, Eden fritz Aguire. In this podcast, I sit down with UHart alum and see all of the amazing things hawks do once they spread their wings and work to better their community. And this hawk is a good one. Today, we have the pleasure of meeting Jennifer Miller-Rosado. Jen received her bachelor's degree in clinical laboratory science and medical technology in 1994 in the College of Education, Nursing, and Health Professions, where she was also a member of the cross-country team, and then received her master's degree in elementary education and teaching from the University of New Haven in 2001. If she has a spare moment, you'll find her procrastinating, overanalyzing, or pondering deeply the meaning of life. You can learn more about Jen through her book titled My Alternate Universe, Anxiety, Autism, and Adventure in a Parallel Reality, which was featured in a UNote story last September, catching up with you, her authors, on National Reader Book Day and in alumni class notes. She recently won the 2023 Independent Press Award for Memoirs in April. She was also kind enough to send me a signed copy in the mail, which I'll tell you is so greatly loved. It has sticky notes all over it. It's been very loved and I really enjoyed reading it. So Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I really appreciate that intro. Of course. And although I just gave an intro, I'd love to hear from you. Please, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and your award-winning book. Sure. So I I graduated from University of Hartford in uh, 94. Um, And after I graduated, I became a medical technologist. Uh, I worked in hospital laboratories for about five years. And then I made a complete career change to um, uh, elementary education. I went back for my my master's degree and teaching certificate. And yeah, at that point, I became a classroom teacher and I loved it. Um, And After I became pregnant and had my son, I took some time off and I was only planning to take maybe a year or so off. And, um, you know, sometimes things just happen in life and your plans don't go as you expect. And my son ended up being diagnosed with autism a little bit before his second birthday. And he had had a challenging infancy anyway. So um, at that point, I knew I wasn't going back to the classroom full time. Um, So I became a a part-time tutor. And that gave me time to spend with him. Um, And it also gave me time to do things that I would like to do, like writing. Um, And I started a blog. And that blog I did for probably on and off for about eight years. And then I finally compiled them all together into a manuscript and got them uh, published. And that became my book. So um, that's how I got from University of Hartford to where I am now. That's incredible. And it's really neat to see how your experience really led you to ultimately get to the point where you wrote a book and of course your blog. But what was your true inspiration behind writing your book and blog? And I know you mentioned in your book that you were reading lots of Barnes and Noble parenting books. And then you have this great quote on page 55. Uh, When I arrived in my alternate universe, my first thought wasn't to start writing a blog, but early on in your adventures, all your thoughts and energy went into survival. So I'm just curious if this or the encouragement that you received through your parent support groups or just what, you know, ultimately was your inspiration to write. Yeah, actually, it was um, I probably started writing the blog about two years after my son was diagnosed. So he's probably about four years old. And um, at the time. I was feeling really isolated um, and alone because uh, things were just very like 
very different than what I expected. Um, I, I'm a person who has lifelong anxiety. Um, I'm a planner. I love to have everything in control. And when my son was diagnosed, and even beforehand, nothing seemed to go like the guidebooks tell you they're going to go. And this was something that really threw me off. And um, I found that I didn't feel very connected to my friends anymore. I wasn't able to go out and do things with them um, as much as I used to. And so when I decided to write the blog, it was really a way for me to express how I was feeling um, and explore all those emotions, but also to share what I was going through with my friends. That was my initial reason for writing it was to write mainly to my friends and family to kind of, hey, this is what's going on, but writing it in sort of a fun way. So it's not just like, oh, you know, like a, a list of things that's happening. It's more of, you know, exploring each of my emotions that I was feeling at the time and um, in a way that would be accessible and entertaining. Um, so I tried to be humorous and whatever, you know, kind of just making it more interesting. And what I found is that writing my blog, I started to get people following me who were not in my friends and family. And that was really kind of a, a wake up call for me that maybe I could do something more with this, like I could reach more people. Yeah. So at that point, I started writing more, more often and getting some feedback. And then eventually, I decided to put this together into more because I had heard from friends that this was something that was really helping them to understand autism. Some friends were saying that they really connected to the anxiety part where they had felt that anxiety, even if they weren't parents or they weren't, you know, in the autism community, they really felt that understanding of what it's like to have anxiety. And I also had heard from one of the the doctors in the autism community who said, you know, I really love your blog and it would be great if you put this into a book form that I could, you know, suggest to parents um, that they might be able to read if they're kind of feeling isolated or alone after a diagnosis in, in their family. And this would give them some, maybe some comfort or, or something to go to, to get information or just to feel a little more seen. Um, so that was really my inspiration of why I started the blog and then why it became a book. That's beautiful. I mean, it really does make it accessible and easy for people to understand. And I think also seeing it from a parent's perspective, you know, I have a sibling who has autism. So kind of, you know, I saw it from a sibling perspective, but also kind of seeing it from that parent perspective where again, you really are like having a birth, you know, out in this alternate universe, <laughs> completely different from what you're expecting. And I think just the way you break it down just makes it so easy to understand. Well, not completely easy to understand because we'll never truly understand what you are going right, through, right. but to kind of get that insight into your life, which is just so incredible. Okay. So seeing that this was the blog that ultimately was made into a manuscript and was put into a book, um, I would just love to know a bit, like, you know, what was the writing and publication process like and if you faced any obstacles? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I put it together at first, I was like convinced that the very first person I sent it to was going to be like, yes, I want to publish this. Um, and it's a lot different than that. Um, I, I've sent out a lot of, you know, letters to agents to try to see if somebody would want to be an agent for me and do like a traditional publishing route and that didn't go anywhere. Um, then I tried maybe independent publishers where you can kind of skip the the agent and go straight to the publisher and that didn't pan out either. And so then I had considered self-publishing. The thing that kind of worried me though was I really wanted it to be good. Like I wanted it to be, if I'm going to put this out in the world, I want this to be the best it can be. And 
So what I ended up doing was finding what's called a hybrid publisher. It's a, a publisher here in Connecticut called Publisher Purpose. And what they do is they give you guidance and they um, provide you with vendors that you can pick from, like editors, people that can help you to get the book done. Um, it puts more of the onus on you to, you know, actually you know, do all the work and, and put the, the money into it, you know, uh, up front, but you end up with a really good product. And in the end, it's something that you're more proud of. Um, not that I couldn't have done that as a self publisher, but this was really the way to make sure this was like the best it could be. And so it went through several rounds of, of editing. And, um, and so I feel really proud of what we ended up accomplishing through the hybrid publishing. Um, so that's that's definitely something where if somebody's considering publishing, a great way to go is with the hybrid publishing instead of just the self-publishing. But um, yeah, so there are definitely obstacles um, when it comes to publishing, but there are more options now for sure. That's really neat. It was cool to learn about, you know, the publishing process. You know, I couldn't imagine how difficult that must be, but I mean, it really worked out nicely. I think, I mean, just the overall whole format of the book, it's beautiful. And then noticing that there was a map in the book too, that was pretty cool, but I won't spoil it for people who haven't read it yet. But I did see that and I was sitting there, I was reading it and I was like, okay, that is pretty cool. So, I mean, it was just very well done overall. But I would, of course, I would just love to learn what is your advice to other parents who feel like their birth experience occurred in an alternate universe? Well, I can't say that I think every first time parent probably feels like they're in an alternate universe. Um, and the whole premise behind the alternate universe in the first place was that's how I felt when my son was born. It was like I went from someplace where I felt like I wasn't fully in control of everything that was going on in my life. Um, to this universe where nothing was in my control anymore. And uh, of course, all the anxiety that comes with that. And I, I feel like even if you have, you don't have a child who's on the spectrum, um, even if you don't have a difficult birth, um, it can still be very jarring to suddenly be a, a first-time parent. Um, so I think anybody who's had had a child will probably identify with that first feeling of, of being like, oh my gosh, this is a whole new universe. Um, so yeah, I would say as far as advice, um, just to, I don't know, not, not go into it with too many expectations and, and don't feel like you have to have all the answers because you won't. <laughs> it's uh, parenting is so challenging and I kind of feel like I had gone into it thinking I would be like, I got this. I totally got this. And then when it actually was so much more challenging than I thought it was, it really kind of took, you know, it knocked me for a loop. Um, so I would say to any parents out there that it's just, you know, don't feel like you have to have all the answers because you won't. And it's okay to reach out and, and look for advice and help when you need it. That's really great advice. And now that we've kind of seen what you think is good advice for somebody else who thinks they're having a birth in an alternate universe, I'd love to look back at your own experience personally and see what is one piece of parenting advice that you know now, but wish you would have known when you first became a mother. Um, <laughs> it's kind of going back to what I just said that like it's mm -hmm parenting, you're just flying by the seat of your pants most of the time and that you shouldn't feel bad about that. I think I felt a lot of guilt about the fact that I didn't have all the answers and just not feeling like I um, always knew what I was supposed to do. Um, so yeah, I would say that, that that would be the biggest 
advice is just to not feel bad about it and that you're not, you're not going to always have the answers. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I mean, you're, as long as you're doing your best, that's all you can ever ask for. So we're going to change gears here. We're going to look back at your time at the University of Hartford to see how your college days have impacted your career and where you are now. So these next questions are sponsored by our friends in the Office of Career and Professional Development. The first question is, were there any events, resources, or classes you took part in at UHART that played a particular role in your eventual career and how so? Um, yeah, so actually, um, as as you already know, um, most of my undergraduate classes were, you know, science related because of um, the medical technology. Um, but I would say as much as I love those classes, I got a, a lot out of the what we called back then the AUC classes, the all university curriculum classes and and even the intro courses that I took my freshman and sophomore years, um, like creative writing, um, Western, Western heritage humanities, um, like those kinds of classes, like I think at the time that I was taking them, I'm like, why do I need to take this? I'm, you know, I'm going into this other major where I don't think I'm going to need this. And it turns out that those are the classes sometimes that I look back on and say, wow, those really gave me a lot because they made me more well-rounded. Um, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm very curious about the world, uh, you know, a lifelong learner. I always want to be out there learning new things. And that's kind of what the AUC classes at University of Hartford kind of gave to me those first few years is the ability to kind of um, learn all these other things that are out there besides just the like the niche stuff that get went with my major. Um, and, and, and it turns out that I didn't end up staying in my major for my whole career. So having those other classes were really helpful. And so I do look back on those and, and I'm really grateful that I had the chance to take all these other classes um, besides just my major. Yeah. That's excellent. And I know you kind of were just starting to mention it. And so it leads perfectly. How have your goals and expectations for your career changed since you were in college? Is there anything you wish you would have known when you were a student? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, when I first graduated and I started working in a lab, I kind of knew right away, like even though I really enjoyed all my classes, I kind of knew right away this wasn't what I wanted to do forever. Um, and so, you know, I... I had always loved teaching and doing like presentations and things like that. So I, I knew I wanted to go into something more like teaching and that's why I ended up going back to school for my degree. And so I would say, I wish I'd known when I was 21 that it's okay. Um, that just because you go to school for one thing doesn't mean that needs to be your career forever. Um, and that it's not, I, like I worried at the time, like, oh no, is this wasted? And it's not, it's totally not because everything that you've learned and all those experiences, they all become part of who you are and they, they're part of your evolution. And so even though I, you know, I'm not working in a laboratory now, I still look back on a lot of the, the classes, the people that I met, the professors that I worked with, all of those people have contributed to who I am today, even though I didn't end up following that career path. So I think it's, 
it's important for anyone who's graduating and just go, setting out and maybe not thinking they want to stay in their career, that it's okay. And that um, this is all part of the evolution of who you are. You're, you're just kind of on a path and you're just going to be learning your whole life. And so that's what I would say is that, you know, all, all that's good. And, and it's not, and none of this is wasted. All of this knowledge, all the experience, it all is part of who you are and you're just going to keep growing from there. So yeah, don't be afraid to change careers if you have to. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That was a great answer to that question. Thank you. Well, Jen, I really want to thank you for coming on the podcast and I want to leave this last spot for the opportunity for you to tell people where they can learn more about you and how they can find your book online. So, um, so my book is My Alternate Universe, Anxiety, Autism, and Adventure in a Parallel Reality. And you can find it on Amazon and all other online booksellers. So if you go on to any of the um, booksellers, you'll be able to find it. And um, if you're looking for uh, information about me, I have a website, jennifer-rosado.com. And that's just where I put my blogs and any information about things that I've been doing. Um, that's where I I put it, I'm not really on social media, so I won't bother to share any of the links for those. But um, but yeah, if you want to find information or contact me, my website is the place to do it. Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Jen. It was such a pleasure getting to thank meet you. you tonight and get thank to so chat with you. you. Your book was just so wonderful, so insightful, so well written. It's just so beautiful overall. Thank you for sharing that with me. If you're listening, please go order a copy of her book. It is incredible. Although my copy will always be cooler because it is signed. Yeah. When it arrived in the mail, I did brag to my boyfriend. I was like, watch out. I have a signed copy. This is pretty valuable. So thank you again for sharing and for coming on. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you too, Eden. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to the Hawk to Hawk podcast. You can find us on all podcast streaming platforms and on the University of Hartford website. For Jen Rosado, I'm Eden Fritz-Aguire. We'll see you next time.